Hello, and welcome to Deeply Curious, a podcast about the things that we are interested in. Um, my name is Cody Jensen. My name is Sarah. And we are married, and we've been married for nine and a half years. And we always have these just curious conversations about, you know, what's interesting this week. They typically start with um, things like, you know, I was listening to this podcast the other day. I just read in this book or (laughs) things like that. And we just end up posing some sort of question or idea and then end up talking, debating and exploring, exploring that idea for an exorbitant amount of time. Yep. (laughs) So, uh, we just decided let's put a, let's put a microphone in between us, record it, put it out there and see what happens. happens. So we have these conversations anyway, so we might as well, uh, share them and hopefully you guys get some, you know, information or entertainment or both. Insight. Yeah. Um, as always, the, the Deeply Curious podcast is sponsored by the things that we love. And this week, I love Audible. Um, Audible is a audiobook platform, and you can actually sign up for a free trial and get a free audiobook of your choosing. You can get any book really you want for free, um, and you can cancel the trial afterwards if you don't like it. Um, but you can sign up for that at audible.codyjensen.com. I would personally highly recommend uh, the book, The Power of Habit. Mm -hmm. I listened to that one and it stuck with me um, for a long time. I had a lot of these conversations that we had, I, many, many conversations. Yes. (laughs) Sarah and I had started with me saying, I was listening to The Power of Habit the other day and, you know, X, Y, Z. And um, if you end up listening or reading reading it um some of my favorite stories in it are like about febreze and how febreze was on the edge of basically going out of business Mm -hmm. but then through figuring out consumer habits and changing the way they market to market towards habits save the company and now literally like you probably have febreze under your sink right now yeah it's like it it is it's in almost every single household but they did it through hacking our habits. And that's like part of what part of the book is about, but then just about habits in our personal life and how, you know, we can use them, break free or use them to our advantage and um, all sorts of stuff. Highly recommend the book. I think it has fascinating conversations and we could probably spend this whole uh, (laughs) podcast talking about that book, but we have something else we want to talk about. So we'll move on. My favorite thing this week. And kind of like every week, but we're going to talk about this week. (laughs) Is Hint Water. Yes. You guys. Um, Here's the thing. We used to buy a bunch of water by a company that shall not be named. Um, And... But it sounds French. It sounds a little French (laughs) if you say it a little French. And um, anyways, Cody loves fizzy water, sparkling water. I hate it. It was just the worst and this he would buy this one particular company and um i i just hated it i hated i thought like if i was going to drink carbonated anything i wanted the sugar with it and i thought that's why i hated it um turns out though i actually like fizzy water if it's made by hint (laughs) (laughs) um i the thing i love about hint is that one they have plain 
non-fizzy water that's flavored and they have fizzy water that's flavored so it's we can have both of the things we love um but all of the flavors that i have had from hint so far are just phenomenal and like the perfect amount of flavor um i typically drink the non-fizzy but i actually do like hints fizz water too which uh, was shocking to me so yeah versus myself i love the fizz yeah um we are actually completely out of fizz now because i drink it all (laughs) yeah Um, but i also do like just the regular flavored water it's kind of hard to just drink regular water now yeah (laughs) i mean i can do it but given the choice i know i would much rather have a watermelon flavored water um drinking raspberry right now non-fizz one because i drank it all but uh two because it's not you know, the smartest idea to drink uh, bubbly water as you're trying to record your voice in a podcast to yeah. <laughs> get some uh, burp action going. So. Yeah. So um, if you have a hard time drinking water, highly recommend Fizz. I mean, highly recommend Hint. Yeah. And I highly recommend Fizz. And highly <laughs> recommends Fizz. <laughs> My favorite is Peach Fizz. If you want to try one out. Yeah. I love the Peach Fizz one. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that. So today... What we want to talk about is the why behind why you do what you do, Um, specifically because this is a conversation uh, or this is a belief of Cody's and he's very, very highly opinion, very strong opinions about the why. Um, but I just have strong language to voice my facts, not my opinions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And then, um, he also just read a book called start with why that is about this entire subject. Um, and about a week ago, I just tweeted out a thought that I had, um, which sometimes can be dangerous, but, uh, the thought was, I think that we should always be asking ourselves why we're chasing what we're chasing. Um, And I feel like, you know, a lot of us are chasing these things like fame or money or, you know, whatever it is that we're chasing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we we don't really know why we're chasing it. We just feel like we should be chasing it. Um, And so we kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that, talk about your why and what it is and why you should define that before you start doing the things to, you know. Right. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, something to kind of get us get us in the frame of mind. And, you know, I was reading the book Start With Why. And it's funny because I picked it up because it, it intrigued me to read some. Because I had already, actually, I had a, a list of things to, like, potential, like, vlog mm-hmm. um, topics that we could talk about or whatever. And we wrote this. I don't know, like months ago. Months ago. And one of them is says, start with why. And then I found this book called Start With Why. And I was like, oh. So I read it. Maybe and, I just need to read that yes. book. <laughs> and it was so... The reason I loved the book so much was because it put into words what I was already feeling. Yeah. It, like, it was like this person was writing down into beautiful sentences. Yeah. What I was already feeling. Yeah. And I was like, yes. How, and then it was like, you know my brain? it's like, I, should I just like highlight all of it or like <laughs> just put a line down the side of the page and be like, this is an important page. Actually, you know what? This is an important chapter. Yeah. You know what? Just read the book again. 
<laughs> and so lots of highlights going on um, just because everything was like, okay, this is this is what I'm trying to say. And I think it goes like with any time, the reason we like love like certain quotes or, you know, when we stumble across like uh, a song or a quote or something, a lot of times the reason I feel like, like the reason we love that quote is because somebody put into words what we already feel. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, oh man, a good quote, a good paragraph, a good sentence. There's literally nothing better on earth than finding like the perfect quote. Um, Sarah's not exaggerating how she feels about that. Normally I would say Sarah's exaggerating when she says it's the best thing in the world, but I honestly think she believes that finding the perfect sentence or the perfect paragraph. I know. (laughs) I know it is the best thing in the world because there's something about having someone be able to, or having someone say exactly how you feel when you couldn't articulate it yourself. Uh, It's a very emotional response. Um, and we are emotional beings and there's there's literally just nothing better on earth i i I don't even know i (laughs) i will spend hours whenever i'm having uh, a tough time writing something that i'm trying to write uh or like when i'm trying to articulate a certain subject or or thought that i just can't get out i i go to the internet and i just search and I search and I search for hours for the right quote that explains everything. <laughs> for hours. She'll do this for Instagram captions, too. Yes. And she'll be like, I'll, it'll, I don't know, we'll be like doing something. And I'll be like, are you ready to go or whatever? And she's like, uh, or are you ready for bed? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I need to do this Instagram caption real quick. And I'm like, oh, dang it. It's going to be like an hour and a half. No, it's like three hours. <laughs> I, I usually end up just like falling asleep on the couch because I, I just I couldn't find the right quote. And it's like 1 a.m. now. And I'm just, you know, and I'm like, you do know nobody reads Instagram captions, right? I it's <laughs> so important to me. I can't even explain how important it is to find the right quote that articulates everything I feel. So read my Instagram captions. <laughs> Sarah actually has a three-ring binder, like a yes. two-inch three-ring binder that has a printed out, mm-hmm. hole-punched, mm-hmm. full of Very typed mm-hmm. quotes mm-hmm. that she has found over the years. And she would just keep this document. She would write them down in her notebooks, and then she would transfer them into a Word document, and then she would print them out and put them in her quote binder. Yes. I... I, there's just nothing better. I don't, I don't know. And like just flipping through, um, a notebook of, of quotes that you love, like it makes you feel understood. I don't, can't explain it. I couldn't have written it better myself. Exactly. Um, so I was reading this book and it was putting language to these things that I already felt. And one of the things that it did was it actually used a lot of, uh, company examples Mm -hmm. um, because that's kind of like. The book is is not it's more geared towards businesses than it yeah. is geared towards like personal life. It's definitely in the business section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of the bookstore. Yeah. And so it's giving like a lot of business examples, but they're so good and um 
you know, the thing that it talks about in two companies that it it like talks about a lot are Apple and Harley. Mm-hmm. Um, because those two companies better than pretty much any company ever has ever. Mm-hmm. They embody what they believe and in turn have raving fans right. who have found a company, just like whenever you find a quote that's like, this quote gives language to what I feel. Right. It's like these companies embody who I am. Right. These companies are, they, they represent you. me. They they get me. And so like a, an Apple fan, they, you know, we like, we justify being an Apple fan by saying things like, well, they make the best computers. They're simple. They're fast. They, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's tons of, of like what's, mm-hmm. you know, in Apple that, that we all like choose to say that's why right you know we we love apple and, and none of that it's invalid but ultimately what it comes down to is like the thing that the reason we love those companies and, and love apple is not because of those ease those are just the things that are easy to talk about mm-hmm. the thing that's hard to talk about is the things that are hard to put language to which is the right. why right and Apple's why is the main one is to challenge status quo. Right. To always challenge status quo in everything. They've, that's what they've always done. And there is a certain type of person that is very much drawn to that. Mm-hmm. But whenever somebody says like, hey, Cody, why do you have an Apple tattoo? Right. <laughs> you know, it, it, unless you've already thought it out, you know, it's hard to like come up with language like that. And so right. they say like, why do you always buy Apple computers whenever they're like $600 more than a PC and, you know, all that stuff? Like I said, you justify it and say, well, because, you know, the software and blah, blah, blah. Um, instead of, well, Apple. As a company. Yeah, Apple as a company embodies what I believe. And as somebody who likes to challenge the status quo Mm -hmm. and in everything that I do, I feel that buying an Apple computer gives myself um, an image or or something that... It outwardly represents what I believe inwardly. Exactly. Yeah. Because none of us would ever answer that way. Right. Because you would sound like a weirdo or a douche or something. Right. (laughs) Um, Also, that's more of a subconscious... Right. um, belief like it's something that you don't really again put words to yeah um but i think with this conversation in particular we want to take you know what this book is saying about businesses and apply it to individual lives mm-hmm. um so that's what we're going to try and do yeah. <laughs> i mean the reason i i'm passionate about this and the reason that i think about it so often is because i have conversations with people who will come to me or message me or, you know, whatever it is. And they want advice mm-hmm. or they want to, you know, pick your brain mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm going to use like the example of YouTube. And just because there are so many people who want to make it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And if you are somebody who like has messaged me or, you know, asked things like this, like this isn't about any specific person because th- there are dozens of people. Yeah. No, I like, think it's, we're just speaking, we're just giving examples that speak to defining 
what you're or why you're doing what you're doing it has nothing to do with like oh don't message people and ask them this question you know it has nothing to do with that I think it just helps it helped us recognize that a lot of people aren't answering the most essential question first right you know yeah so I mean the essential question let's just start there and talk about um these so the book talks about these like the the concentric circles of what matters basically and in the it's like a bullseye Mm -hmm. in the center you have why and then the next ring you have what and then the next ring you have how Mm -hmm. and so apple likes to challenge the status quo um what they do is create product um Mm -hmm. and how they do it is better than anybody else I mean, that, that I just made that up. I don't, that's probably not what they would say. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that that's kind of like the system. And so, so many people start with the, the how or the what. I mean, most people do before they right. ever get to the why. And so, with YouTube, you know, people will, they'll ask or email or whatever it is and say like, hey, how long did you have to you know, do this before you started making money. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, with, I'm trying to think of other examples in my life that people have asked because there's so many things that mm-hmm. like, people are like, well, how do you make money? Right. Um, you know, whatever it is, like, how do you, how are you making money doing that? How are you, mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what it always comes down to. Cause I think that's the, to me, I, I really think that that's the number one why that people fall into is to make money. Right. And that is the thing that I think is the worst possible why you can have. Mm-hmm. If you go into if you go into YouTube and you say, I'm starting a YouTube channel because I want to make money, yeah, you're gonna fail. Right. If you say you want to start a podcast, let's say, mm-hmm. because you want to get rich and make money, you're gonna fail. Right. Like I think even going into something because you want to be famous, oh yeah, uh, you're gonna fail. Um, I think, and this is what I what I meant when I tweeted out, you know, ask yourself why you're chasing what you're chasing because, especially right now, a, a, so many people I meet so many people who like just want to be an influencer. Um, they want to be an influencer because, you know. They, they get free stuff. Um, mm-hmm. they, they get paid to post on Instagram or, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, but if you don't actually enjoy social media or, like, you you don't find, like, your passion in social media as work, you're going to fail. Because that's literally what an influencer is. Like, they work social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, if you're not good at that and if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to work for you. And so, and it's it's same with YouTube, you know, they, they want to start a YouTube so that the, so that they can be seen and make money. And it's like, yeah, but you also, you have to make videos. You have to learn how to edit videos. You have to learn how to do audio. You have to learn, um, Photoshop for thumbnails. You have to, I mean, there's so many things that go into creating a YouTube video it's like if you're doing that for money, you're going to hate it just as much as you hate your desk job. Right. You know? Um, yeah, it's like if, you're, if your goal is to be an influencer, mm-hmm. you have to think about 
why do I want to be an influencer? Right. And if your why is to be rich and famous, then you're either going to fail Mm -hmm. or you're going to get burned out before you ever get there. Right. You're going to make it and then dislike what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think uh, maybe let's just back up a little bit and start with this. Let's talk about why we started a YouTube channel. Okay. Um, So the reason that we started a YouTube channel was honestly just for fun in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I have been doing like making videos and uh, filmmaking. I've been, I was a creative director at a church for 10 years, Mm -hmm. um, two at one and eight at another. And I've done lots of things in the creative field, video, photo, design, Mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff, live productions, everything. But what I started to realize as I like got older and older is that my original passion, the reason I got into everything was video. Mm -hmm. Video was the thing that I could spend all day on and never get tired. Yeah. And so let's take like with photography, I love taking photos, but whenever I sit down to like edit through a bunch of photos or whatever, um, I get tired. Like I have to take breaks and I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, it's just draining me. Mm -hmm. But whenever I edit a video, I'm like sitting there for hours and like, I don't even realize that an entire day went by. I mean, you, that's how you spend literally every single one of your days is editing something. Every time I, I come home from, you know, Barnes and Noble or whatever, I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Or, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, I, you know, edited some videos and blah, blah, blah. Every day. Every single day you're editing something. And so, I mean, I realized that that was something that was energizing me and that was like something I wanted to get back to. Mm -hmm. And then whenever the iPhone 7 came out somewhere around there, I don't, maybe it was before that, but Apple introduced a new feature called memories. And if you, uh, you know, took a bunch of pictures or recorded a video or whatever, you could like hit this memories button and it would create. I mean, basically a very simple vlog for you. Right. It would pick like the clips, like it would pick the clips for you and put some music behind it and all that type of stuff. And so I did that a couple of times, just playing with the new feature and I would send it to the friends who were involved, like with that video. And we, we would like, I would be in the other room and I would hear Sarah like listening to it. I I would hear the music from it and like that she was watching it. And then. You know, I would watch it like every few days, just like it just, we loved watching them. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and we had already started watching like Casey Neistat and other vloggers and stuff. And so, I mean, it wasn't like we were inventing this concept, um, but we had, we had done things like this in the past. Like truth be told, we, we made some vlogs a long time ago before vlog was even a word. <laughs> yeah, like whenever we f- were dating and when we first got like married. 2007, Yeah, 2008. We, we were creating videos that today would be considered a vlog. We were just right. like making them. We never even posted like our, them anywhere. our camping trip. Right. You know. We would just like record stuff just because, like I said, my passion was in video. Right. And back then I was way more into video. I was recording everything. I would make these little videos for us. Wouldn't really like post them anywhere. They were just like our memories. Mm-hmm. Um and, but then slowly I kind of fell out of that. Like, yeah. I just like stopped recording stuff. And then that's like, that kind of picks up what, what I was talking about that mm-hmm. I started to find that again and realize how much I missed it, how much I loved recording stuff, found the iPhone memories thing, started using that. And then I was like, well, let's kind of explore this a little bit more. It'd mm-hmm. be fun to like 
make these vlogs. Um, and so started making them and we loved watching them. Like, so we started just making, we, it wasn't like we were trying to do daily or even three times a week or whatever. We would make like a couple a month at most. It was only when we were like with friends or going to like on a specific trip. Right. Uh, birthdays we, or whatever yeah, just yeah. like wanted to like capture these memories and so we were making these videos we loved watching them back we would watch them back like uh, 20 I times mean, i still watch them back right. honestly there are like a few that i think well especially when we first started that like you know aren't popular ab- among like the audience mm-hmm. you know but i watch them all the time yeah. i haven't probably like all 300 views of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we just like kept doing that because we loved making videos. Yeah. And so we just started doing it more consistently. And then just like we. And I think at least for me personally, because I'm not a video person. Two years ago, I really wanted to learn video mostly because I love stories and I'm very I mean, I'm a reader. I'm a writer. I'm a movie watcher. I'm avid moviegoer. Um I love stories and video is another way to tell stories. And so I was intrigued by that concept. So I did want to learn video, but I myself am not like a video person. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've had so many people tell us that um, we would be great on video, you know. Um, And so that kind of like for me personally, aside from the fact that you are a video creator um, helped me realize that like maybe I do have something to offer. And because I never, I never even considered getting into it because I'm not a, I'm not a video maker, but Mm -hmm. you can look at it from like a different perspective of like, okay, what do you have to offer people? And are you willing to learn these skills, you know, video making to, like help you get your value into the world. Yeah. So for me personally, that was kind of how I looked at it. Yeah. And so, I mean, back to, I mean, the the point of all of that, though telling you that backstory is setting up the why Mm -hmm. that you are even listening to this right now. Right. Because most likely you are listening to this, because you found our YouTube channel because we vlog three days a week. Right. But we did not set out to vlog three days a week. We didn't set out to be YouTubers. Right. We started with why, which is that we loved making videos. And so we kept doing it. And then as we kept doing it and realizing how much we enjoyed it, then it started to be more of the, the what Mm -hmm. and like, okay, we're doing a lot of this. Um, you know, is this something that we could pursue, you know, take our passion and actually make something out of it? Right. You know, this is something that people can do on YouTube. And so we were like, well, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and the the reason that I think it's so important to start with why is if you are chasing fame or money, you end up taking paths that end up taking, going somewhere that you would have not chosen to go mm-hmm. 
if you weren't chasing money. Right. And so. And that ultimately leaves you disconnected from who you are and your values. Right. So a good example of that is if you were chasing money, if we were just chasing, you know, building a massive channel or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to say, the reason that our channel blew up in the beginning was, you know, eight months ago, we had 300 subscribers. Mm -hmm. Then um, we spent time and made this video that we really wanted to make. And we like, you know, was thought thought it out and made a high quality video of, you know, our apartment tour. That video, we were thinking this is going to be like our most viewed video ever. It's probably going to get like 1500 views. Yeah. And Within a couple days, it had gotten 10,000. Yeah. And then within a month, it was like 100,000. And then it kept going. And now it's at a million. And so that was like what jump started our channel. Yeah. Um, and if we were, we've actually, we've talked to um, other creators in the space and um, other like influencers, yeah. um, you know, around that time. And the thing that kept getting repeated and and said to us is like, well, what are you doing to monetize that? Or what are you doing to capitalize right. on that? Like you, you should, should make do, more videos like that. Right. Do you should do more apartment tours. You should like do yeah. a video on every single piece of furniture in your apartment. Um, you need to be contacting people and like mm-hmm. find some more apartments to do tours of. And if my goal was to create, you know, just, just to make money. If right. my why was like, I'm just trying to make money, mm-hmm. um, I would have done that. And I would hate what I'm doing. Right. Because. And I would have pigeonheld myself. Like our channel right now wouldn't be what it is mm-hmm. because I would feel like, well, everybody subscribed to me because I make apartment tour videos. So if we go to Coney Island and like go, you know, have this fun trip or whatever. I can't really like record it and post that on my channel because then people would unsubscribe because it's not an apartment video. Right. But because my why was to create videos that I love to watch and that I want to do and 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 basically it's to create memories for myself and my wife to later view. That's why I said I didn't even consider that. Right. Like I LOL'd whenever people, you know, would say that. Not to their face, but afterwards. It was just <laughs> like you don't get it. You yeah. don't get why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. I'm not trying to be an influencer. Right. I'm trying to make things that I wanna make, that I wanna watch, and put them on the internet. Right. If that happens to resonate with people and it ends up leading to a career where I can make money doing the things that I love. I mean, absolutely freaking lootly. Like I want to do that. Um, But if that means I have to sacrifice myself and make crap that I don't want to make every single day, then I would much rather just go get a job. Yeah. And I think that's that is the key is defining your why, because can money be your why? I mean, sure. Like you could argue that money is the why, but You are no better off being a YouTuber who makes a lot of money and hates the content they create Mm -hmm. versus being a person in an office, if that is something you're trying to avoid. Like, you're no better off um, because you're still not creating work that you're passionate about. You're not creating work that you're proud of. Um, You're just creating work. Right. You know? Um, And it's like, if you're just creating a job for yourself, then why go through... 
all of it's the a lot to all go of the through. extra steps like because it takes so much work to be uh, self-employed and to be mm-hmm. an entrepreneur yes. and that's what like somebody who is a youtuber ultimately is They're an you entrepreneur. have to you have to make your own way right you're creating your own business you know it's a small business but you have to create it and it's so much extra work to create a job for yourself right like you just can go just go get paid and have dental yeah. and health insurance provided through your work and um just go sit at an office five days a week and then go home and it's done you go home and it's done right um you know, a YouTuber's life is not like that. So I think, yeah, I think that you just, it just doesn't make sense to chase subscribers and views and money and fame. Um, and you know, being an influencer, if, if all you're doing is chasing it for money or for fame. Um, like it, it just doesn't make sense because you're not going to enjoy your life. You're not going to enjoy what you have to do on a day-to-day basis. And you're giving up your freedom in some ways. Like in order to be an influencer, you give up freedom of your Instagram account of what you promote. Um, I mean, it's just the fact like marketing is marketing and you give up certain freedoms to promote somebody else's brand. Um, so you're still not I mean, free, you're not working for yourself. You're working for these brands and they're borrowing your Instagram account, you know? Um, and if you're only doing it for money, then you're going to hate it. And it's going to come across as disingenuine. Yeah, and you're going to burn out and you're going to burn out. Um, and you're going to end up like finding some other, you know, passion or something else that intrigues your brain, right? you know, and you're going to start pursuing that and, and letting this thing go that by, by all standards, shouldn't she should be like if if you were just a business student, mm-hmm. they'd be like, why aren't you pursuing that with everything you have? It's working. It's making you money. You're paying your bills with it. Right. But you hate your life. Right. And and that's and so just, you start doing something else right. and, and making a new business because you don't like the other one, even though it would be financially, you know, business smart to do right. the other thing. But you, if you are trying to do something on your own as an entrepreneur. If you're not passionate about it, you're going to, you're just going to burn out and, and it's not going to yeah. work out. Like yeah. you, you just are going to leave. Right. And this has actually happened in our life yeah. before. Um, there was actually, I don't remember how many, it's like seven years ago now um, that we started a clothing company and I started it. Um, basically it was to make money. Um, yeah. and I would say it happened on accident. Yeah, it happened on accident. It just like fell into our lap basically. Mm-hmm. And my taste at the time aligned with what I was doing. So I was like, I liked what I was making. I was, was very, um, enthusiastic about creating the business. I was like driven right. by the passion of creating the business itself. Right. And it kept me motivated for a long time because I was motivated by creating something new, making money, and um, my taste aligned with what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was able to like use all these talents that I had and I was kind of using them all at the same time to create this creative business. I was using like these, these like entrepreneur like uh, talents that I have and I was using all my creative talents together in creating this clothing company. And we did that for like five years Mm -hmm. and it was, it grew, it blew up in the beginning. Like I, I think my passion was just like, uh, 
contagious or something because like every store I went into and asked, they said yes. Mm -hmm. And I made it happen. Like we were in, I don't remember how many stores, like 25 to 30 stores. And then over the years through, I'm not going to get into all the details because there's lots of things just like not creating systems and processes, blah, 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 blah. Um, But ultimately at the end of the day, it was like five years later and I had created something that I didn't want to do anymore. Like I, the thing is, is that, that the, you outgrew the business. Right. And I didn't take the business with me. Right. Because I was growing in a different direction than what the business was going. My taste was changing. The Mm -hmm. things that I liked were changing. And, but the business, its business model, I, I kept it going in the direction that was making money. Yeah. And at the end of it, it was like, okay, the, the business is actually making more money now than what it has been. It's like growing Mm -hmm. faster than what it has been, but I don't want to do it. Yeah. We didn't, it was, it it got to a point where we disliked working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, we hired out, um, employees to work the, um, like the festivals and things like that, because we just did not want to do it. Um, we weren't wearing what we were creating anymore. Um, just like it just was so opposite of what we wanted yeah. by the end of it. Right. Um, and it was still a great product. It just wasn't a product for us. Yeah. So, and at that point in the business, their every rational decision mm-hmm. would have led to keeping it, keeping it, but also like keep it, hire out people. Um, and just like keep building it and just like remove myself a little bit more where I don't have to do as much of the, you know, hire out the designers, hire out the people to run, uh, like the distribution and like all that type of stuff. And so I don't have to do it anymore. Keep it going because it's making money and it's growing. It would be stupid to shut it down. Right. But I knew that doing that wasn't would go against what I believe mm-hmm. um, because I don't think you should continue doing something if you don't believe in it, basically. Right. Um, if it makes you unhappy. And here's the thing. Um, if we had kept the business going, we wouldn't be in New York. Right. That's that's the truth. So, I mean, you just got to yeah. follow heart and intuition and – Eventually, it's going to work out to in your favor, um, right. I, I think. And I mean, basically what we decided to do at that point, even though the business was at its peak, basically, mm-hmm. at, you know, at that point, I mean, it could have kept going, oh, right. but we just decided, let's just shut it down. Yeah. Like we just shut it down. We ended up selling all the assets and we, out of that, started the fake clothing line Mm -hmm. that we started. Um, and if you go, we, I don't want to get into it, um, now, but if you actually go to the website, um, fake.tm, you can read the manifesto that we, um, wrote about why we started fake. And it's all about that. And, and, um, it was directly started out of shutting down this business and, um, following who we are, Um, instead of what we had started, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, ultimately I was burned out on it because my, the why behind it wasn't there. Right. And everybody runs the risk of burning out and basically 
creating a life that you don't like. Right. Because you didn't start with why you're doing it. Even if you become a very well-known, famous, rich, whatever, fill in the blanks, you are at risk of, of not living a life that is very authentic to who you are as a person. Right. Um, and it's all about what you're chasing and why you're chasing it and keeping your why at the center. Mm -hmm. Um, because even if you start out with really great intentions and with really good whys, it's so easy to lose track of that. I feel like, um, and start focusing too much on everything else, everything on the outside. Um, but if you keep your why at the center, I feel like that's where the money is and that not literally, I mean, (laughs) I mean, that's the sweet spot. Yeah. And, um, I feel like, I don't know, do you have any ideas or advice on like how to do that? Cause I feel like that's important. I mean, I don't know if I have any, like it takes, I don't think you can just like end this podcast and say all of a sudden that here's what you do. Your why is in the center. Like, or like you have to go through a journey and figure out what your why is right in general. Like, obviously, like I mentioned, you know, specifically with our, why we started YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not like we just rolled over in bed one day and be like, we're going to start YouTube because we love making videos and rewatching them ourselves. Right. And like, it was like, we stumbled upon it. Yeah. Um, but and- I think it, it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of self-exploration and a lot of um, introspection yeah. to even recognize right. like, Oh, I, I actually find a lot of fulfillment from this thing. Um, let me see what that means. Yeah. You know, for sure. I, I think it starts with that. <laughs> starts with, um, <laughs> I think it starts with knowing who you are and and going on this sort of exploration and journey of what makes you you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, like defining your values, I think is really important mm-hmm. because you can enjoy something and then but it not be your values. Um I don't really have a good example of that, but I mean, that's kind of the same thing we talked about. If you listen to the last podcast that we were talking about music people and mm-hmm. how there are some people that you are good at this thing, right. but you're not actually passionate about what you're good at. Right. And then there's also like the other factor of, can you be good at it, passionate about it and make a living doing it? Right. And I, there's, I don't remember who it is, but there's definitely like some research and some writings on that type of stuff and how if you are passionate about it, but not good at it, then it's just a hobby. Yeah. Um, And if you're passionate about it and you're good at it, um, then, you know, it could be a job or something like I don't remember exactly, but like, but then like if you're passionate about it, if you're good at it, you're passionate about it and it's a, you can make money, then it's a career. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, knowing those things is the most important or the place to start. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of look at it as like, um, what are those, like those charts where you have the one thing in the center and then it like, yeah, you know, and, and then, so you have like your passions and they, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have what you're good at. And then like, where do those overlap? Right. Um, well, that'd be like a Venn diagram, basically. I know that's not the diagram you were saying, but yeah. that would be a Venn diagram. Yeah. If, you know, it's like what I'm good at, what I'm passionate about, 
wherever that intersects, right? that's what you should be pursuing. Right. I think, I just think that is like the most important place to start is knowing your values, um, knowing what you're good at, knowing what you're passionate about, um, and seeing what, what aligns with all of that mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah. Just like a, somebody who is on American Idol and is yeah. very passionate, yeah, but not very talented, mm-hmm. that person can be applied to every career, every pursuit yeah. ever. It's like there are some people who are on YouTube who are passionate about it, but they are not good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. like it, as sad as it is, like, yeah. they just aren't good. Because... And yeah. They're not interesting. They don't know how to tell a story, you know, whatever it is. Like they're they're just not a good fit even though they're passionate about it, which is fine. They should con- you should continue doing that. Right. As a hobby. Right. But it's whenever you're saying like I am now pursuing this as a career right. and I think I can go for American Idol and become this famous singer even though you can't actually sing even though you're super passionate about it. Right. Problem is most of the time you're blinded by that and you don't yeah. realize you're not good and your taste level doesn't Right. Isn't matched with, you know, what it should be to actually make it in the industry. Um, But I think the point is, is that you can't start anything or uh, pursue anything with money being the the main, the main factor. Because even if you love singing, but you're not good at it, um, you're not even, okay, even if you love singing and you are good at it, you can't go into it saying like, okay, I have to make money at this or, or I, it's not going to work because I don't have time for both. If you have a passion, you have time for it. Yeah. No matter where that time is, no matter how you find it, you have time if it's your passion. Um, and hopefully eventually the passion pays off. Um, sometimes it doesn't Mm -hmm. and you have to be okay with that. And I think, you know, whether you're good at singing or you're terrible at it, if it's your passion, you should still pursue it. Yeah. Um, but don't pursue it for money. Pursue it because you love it. Right. And uh, let me jump in here and kind of give a, a caveat mm-hmm. that you can succeed and make money if your why is to make money. Like yeah. there, there are people who are going to make it with the their number one goal and their why is to make money. Yeah. There will be people because they're talented or lucky or connected or whatever it is. Know the market. They made it and they were able to make money doing it. The difference is they will not last. Right. That that company, that individual, whatever it is, ultimately isn't going to become a lasting company. Right. Because so, I think eventually they will move on to the next thing that's making money. Right. Next you know? things, or they're going to lose passion. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, burn out. They're going to end up selling, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, a great example is we have these billion, almost trillion dollar companies right mm-hmm. now. All of them started with why, and they are around still to this day. Like, Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and all that type of stuff. If you look back and study them and go all the way back to the very beginning, they all had very specific whys and why they were doing it. And none of them had anything to do with money. Mm -hmm. It was a mission Mm -hmm. and they were pursuing that mission and they were lucky enough that they all made it. 
But the reason they're still here today and not like their competitors is because they started with why. And they continued with why. Right. And those companies that ended up becoming commodities in the marketplace were those who either never had a why or they lost their vision yeah. of, of why they were doing it. Yeah. And so I mentioned that just because I, I'm sure some of you are listening and you know, probably thinking of examples or uh, whatever of people who started something just to make money and they ended up making tons of money. Yeah, it's going to happen for sure. And that's, you know, is going to happen and can happen and will continue to happen. Mm -hmm. Basically what I, the reason where I want to put this out and the reason I am so passionate about it is not because of the success or failure of your career, Mm -hmm. but how you feel, right? who you are, what you feel at the end of the day. right? Because so often we talk to people and talk to friends or whatever who started doing something that they were passionate about, but they did it for the wrong reasons or they, um, you know, their why had something to do with making money as a career, but they did it in their passion. Like literally they were, there wasn't anything more that they were passionate about than this, you know, thing. Right. But as the course went on, they made decisions based on making money. Right. And so they fall out of passion with what they're doing now, or it evolved into something they're not passionate about it. And they're like, I still love that original thing. I wish I could get back to doing that, but I can't make any money doing it. Right. Because they, their why led them down paths that they wouldn't have gone down. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to think about why you're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And if you are somebody who's like trying to get on Twitch, let's say like that's the newest like Mm -hmm. thing. Um, and for those of you don't know, Twitch is a new like social platform that is all about live streaming. It's been around for a while, but I guess it's, it's new in the mainstream. It's like, it's kind of blowing up and it started with gamers streaming their commentary and uh, you could watch them play the game and you can make money doing this. And if you are somebody who's like sees in the mainstream that, oh, I can make money doing this. And so you jump on and you just start trying to do it to make money. Most likely you are going to fail right? because you're chasing after money. Right. And if you don't, even if you don't fail, you're going to burn out. Right. Um, right. Because these gamers who got on Twitch didn't get on because they wanted to make money playing video games. They they got on because they wanted to play video games and share it with people who right. who wanted to share it with them. Yeah. Um, that I just feel like that's worth remembering and worth knowing. Yeah. And and just that the people who are the most successful on these platforms, Instagram and YouTube and Twitch and whatever. I mean, obviously like timing is a part Mm -hmm. of it. Um, but the most successful people are people who did not start on YouTube because it was lucrative. Nobody even knew what YouTube was, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever good mythical morning and all of these major creators got on it, they just saw an opportunity and it aligned with what they love to do. Right. So they did it. Nobody knew they would make so much money on it. Yeah. And I want to say to this conversation isn't even about YouTube or the social space or anything. We we are talking about it because that is specifically what we deal with every single day. Yeah. But, you know, apply cupcakes 
right. you know, to it. And right. it, it's still the same thing. If you start, if you see the, like, the cupcake trend, just like it was, you know, four years ago. Right. The cu- Oh, everybody's making money making cupcakes. And, you know, you've maybe made some cupcakes before or, right. you know, whatever. Or you're like, oh, cupcakes are super easy. I could make those. Yeah. And but so you start not. a business making cupcakes and... It's either you're going to fail because you weren't starting with the cupcake mm-hmm. and realizing like, I love making cupcakes and, and everybody tells me how good my cupcakes are right. and whatever. But you started with, it's a craze. It's I can make some money and you start making it. You're either going to fail because your cupcakes suck mm-hmm. um, or you're going to end up burning out because you're like, I, I hate wait, baking. I hate baking. <laughs> Why did I even start this? Yeah. I like, I've been baking cakes, cupcakes for six months now. Yeah. I'm barely making it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I do not want to see an oven again. Yeah. And I just think, I mean, starting with your why is the, I feel like gives you the best chance of success yeah. and not success in finances, mm-hmm. um, not success in fame, um, but success in life. And again, I think that is what we are specifically speaking to because people who seemingly don't deserve to find fame and success find it because they're savvy and they know what they're doing. Um, But success in happiness and in joy and in life is completely different than making money. So the reason it's so important to start with why mm-hmm. is b- because it gives you a lens or a filter or a test to answer whether or not you should do the thing, yeah. anything and everything. And there was this story in the book, start with why. And I wish I could remember the exact um, details or what page it was on. So I could read it to you, but <laughs> um, basically it was like the grocery store test. And it was saying that if you go to the grocery store and you said, you know, buy some groceries and, you know, whatever it was. And you, it's like, it's called like the broccoli or carrot test or something. And you bought broccoli, um, carrots, uh, a cake and some eggs okay, or something like that. And you were holding those in the grocery store line and somebody looked at you. Could they basically... W- could you tell what the why is between before oh, like, like why they're buying what you they're know buying. why they're buying those things? Okay, but now take and say um, and flip it and say I told you, hey, we um, are vegetarian or vegan. Mm-hmm. We're vegan and we we're trying to live a you know whole foods you know diet mm-hmm. or whatever. And you went back to the grocery store. You would not buy right. the eggs or the cake. Right. You would only buy the broccoli and the carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, you know, take somebody else and, and say, um, you are paleo, you know, or whatever it is, um, your why is paleo. Mm-hmm. And so they would go and they'd buy the eggs, the broccoli and the carrots, you right. know, and then somebody else's why is to have fun. Yeah. And so the cake, obviously they buy the cake <laughs> and the eggs to go throw at somebody like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. th- there's, if you don't have a why, you end up buying everything. Yeah. But if you have your why, it defines what you're doing. Yeah. And so this, this is a perfect example um, that many of you may have seen that I um, was recently hired to uh, film Dennis Rodman. And I did a vlog for him. And 
you know, I, I did it for the story because, you know, it's just fun to <laughs> like, it, that's just a random story that I'm going to have for the rest, you know, of, rest of my life of, you know, spending like 13 hours with Dennis Rodman. Um, they asked me, they said, Hey, we could actually make you like our permanent, like video guy for whenever he's in New York. And it didn't it take me even a millisecond right. to know what my answer is. Yeah. Didn't even have to consider for a second if it was yes or no. I knew it was no because number one would be my why right now isn't to give up that much of my freedom to continue pursuing my passions right. and trying to build what I'm trying to build. And that would take away from what I'm building. And so my why right now it, you know, is that, and that would immediately take away from it. Mm-hmm. Secondly, is I'm sure you know Dennis Rodman and his reputation of, you know, being a wild man and like everything that Dennis Rodman is for. My second reason is my personal brand, like my, who I am is not somebody who would spend that much time with Dennis Rodman. Right. It's like, like you guys are so opposite Right. Like and I, and I know that about myself. Yeah. I know my why. And it's like, uh, you know, I can spend a day or whatever with anybody like that's right. fine. But to spend that much time with somebody who I don't want, you know, to be it's, associated with, basically, it's just so you know, and, off and, brand. Right. It's so off brand that, you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I understand that. And I know I knew that if I said yes to that, I would ultimately nowhere near be fulfilled in like going out and doing this, you know, however often I would do it. Right. Um, and so just knowing who you are, um, knowing why you do things just allows you to have a lens to look through every decision that you make. Right. And I think what you touched on without saying is that not only does it help you define like what you love to do or what you should pursue, it also helps you say no to the things that you won't enjoy. Like it also, it helps you filter, um, the things that are not good for you right? as well as the things that are good for you, which I think is just an important thing to note. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I know we're like, I'm harping on this. I think it's important that people realize mm-hmm. that, most things in this world are never successful um, because they it was a money grab. Right. It's like there. If you if you listen to um, like how I built this with Guy Raz and, and all these businesses, you know they always talk about the origin stories and never one time have I heard an origin story of any of these companies that are successful started with, well, you know, I was down on my luck and I really wanted to make some money. Mm -hmm. And so I started, you know, this, uh, nutrition bar company. It was like all of them start with, I found, you know, this like recipe or whatever that I was like loving and like I made it for myself and my friends were loving it and I yeah. like was making them all the time for everybody because like we just loved what we were doing yeah. and all this stuff and then somebody was like you should make that a business you know yeah. and apply that basically to everything <laughs> like everything. that's essentially how it worked was like they were pursuing something they were passionate about and then they realized it like could be a it could be a business I actually maybe could make money doing this those are the most successful stories right obviously like you said there are going to be people who succeed because they're trying to make money yeah 
Um, I mean, there's a whole industry of people who do that. It's right. like, I don't remember exactly what that is called, but it's uh, like capital investment or that's, I don't think that's right. But basically people who, oh, yeah. who start companies with the intention of selling them in five years. Yeah. Yes. Venture, no. Venture capital. Venture capitalist. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. Anyways. Yes. But the most successful and by successful Yes, financial, but also just like fulfilled. the heartwarming stories of a, a person who started a company um, and succeeded and loves what they do. Like the successful stories, the success stories are all because they accidentally like they they found a why they decided to fulfill it. And and somebody said like, oh, that that should be business, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think on a personal level, feeling satisfied in what you're doing when you go to bed at night is the most successful thing you could ever do. Yeah. And you're not going to find that thing by chasing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the the hard part for me in this conversation is I know that it is kind of on the surface of what the deeper like issue is. Um, because in order to really know your why you have to know yourself and you have to figure out who you are before. Right. And so the reason I'm sitting here today talking about this is not because I realized this yesterday and I'm, I'm so confident in who I am because I decided to be confident who I am yesterday. It's because I've gone through a journey over the last, well, I mean, basically my life, mm-hmm. but I mean, specifically gone through a journey over the last eight years as we lived in Tulsa and we're under like amazing leadership and we were finding who we were, why we were doing it, fi- you know, finding our center, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, for our, us specifically, you know, our center is Jesus and like finding that, figuring out that we don't need these other things to fulfill us or to like, um, be our identity mm-hmm. because we are find our identity in Christ. And then we now just try to be the best version of Cody that I can be and the best version of Sarah that you can be. Right. And so that ultimately is my why, like right. my why for YouTube, like was like, because of passion about starting videos, but as I continue to do everything that I'm doing, ultimately my why is to be who I be unapologetically myself. I mean, just the same reason that I have, you know, started fake. And that's Mm kind of like the motto of like, uh, the fake clothing brand is be unapologetically yourself. And it's just me trying to be the best version of me is my why. And anything that falls outside that scope are things that either I don't do, or I know I am doing this as a job. Right. Because I mean, very few often have the luxury of not having something that is just a job. We all have means. Even if you are a creative. Right. We all have needs and we have to like, you know, create means to get there. And so we do these things that aren't our passions or whatever to do a job, um, you know, to make money, which, you know, can be a job and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it's just part of life. Right. That's not really what I'm getting at. Just wanted to throw that in there just so like, anyways, we're not just doing all the things we like. Right. I'm not (laughs) like, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because you know, it doesn't, it's not the best version of me. No, but I think if you have the right perspective, you can understand that this is just a job. I don't need 
you know, fulfillment from this because right. I, I just need some cash. Right. You know, there's like a different perspective. Yeah. And if you can define those yeah. um, mindset and or those perspectives, exactly. and it's like, very helpful. The, you know, I'm just trying to be the best version of me, which allows me to not have to like worry about what I'm labeling myself or what other people are labeling me or, you know, whatever. It's like, I'm, I am creating the things that I want to create mm-hmm. and putting it out there because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all these boxes that I could be put into and say like, well, I'm a minimalist or mm-hmm. I am, you know, vegetarian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I never start with that. It's more so that I am Cody right? and I happen to be into minimalism type mm-hmm. things and I happen to be a vegetarian, but in no, like I'm not, tr- I'm never stuck in what those things are because right. I'm not trying to be a minimalist. I'm right. trying to be the best version of me I can be, right. which aligns with minimalism. Right. But if that ever changes, that changes because that is because I changed. Right. And I'm not going to put myself in, you know, put myself in all these things and be worried about what other, what other people are going to think if I start eating meat again. Right. And like, you know, that they're going to say you know, whatever, whoever is going to say it because Mm -hmm. I started eating meat again. It's like, I don't care what you think. Like I'm, I'm me and Mm -hmm. I'm doing me because I want to be the best version of me. And I, at this point, this is what I feel. Right. And you know, there's obviously nuance to that. Like you have your, your close to everything. And And you have like your close people, you know, that if you were to stray away from what your true self is or or whatever, that they can speak into your life. But that's just, that's a, beside the point. <laughs> Everything is so much more nuanced than one yes. conversation. Right. So. Exactly. But I think, yeah, I think definitely like if you don't know your why yet, um, just start with who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, go on some sort of journey, read some books, um, take some personality tests. Don't, don't take them. Don't take personality tests in order to define who you are, but just allow them to speak maybe into some of your experiences. Right. Because, I mean, that's uh, truthfully, that's so helpful for me. Um, but and and has helped me understand like my tendencies and my processes and why um, I tend to react in certain ways. Um, and I think defining your values, being self-aware um just going on that journey is so instrumental in creating a life that you feel like successful and proud of. Yeah. Um, I mean, self-awareness is self-awareness is everything, everything, everything. everything. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a hint. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think it's, it's the most important. Um, and it starts, it, it starts there. With why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that that in turn leads you to figuring out your why and um, eventually leads to a successful, hopefully fi- financially successful mm-hmm. life in being satisfied with, with your work. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate because I think it's so important because ultimately here's what I'm getting at. If your why is money, it will work for a time because yeah. money is a motivator and it will motivate you for a time. But if money is your why 
ultimately you will be led to burnout because money will never fulfill you. Right. Money never makes people happy. Right. It only makes you happy to a point. Right. It helps lead you to necessities that lead to a happy life. Right. But that's different than right, money. Because you're obviously happy when you can pay your rent. Right. You know? <laughs> you're happy when you can when you can f- feed yourself mm-hmm. whenever you can have security. Yes. But once you're past security, money no longer contributes to your happiness. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to lead to burnout. Right. And anytime you put finances and money as your why, you will not be fulfilled. You will burn out and you will not be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think... That in America, we have got it wrong in a lot of aspects of that. And that's why we live in New York City. And there are so many people in this city who are making plenty of money Mm -hmm. and yet go into work at 8 a.m. or whatever they go. And then they stay until 8 p.m., 9 p.m., whatever. And they work themselves to death because they're trying to get ahead. They're trying to be, you know, whatever, get the next promotion or whatever, whenever they're already fulfilled. They already have all the money that they need to be secure. And they're chasing after something that ultimately is going to lead to not a better life. Like it's just like, I think a prime, a good example of this is Sophia Amoruso, um, from nasty gal. She started nasty gal in her bedroom as an eBay store, um, to pay her rent, but she loved vintage clothing and she was obviously very if you haven't read her book read her book it's fantastic nasty Um, gal um or uh, girl boss girl boss yeah um but eventually i i mean i don't know if if you aren't familiar a couple years ago um she actually she became ceo of nasty gal and of girl boss and it's massive company um she hated what she was doing she she was so burnt out because the reason she got into Nasty Gal in general was because of the creativity that it afforded her. Um, as CEO, she was not accessing that. She she was making the financial decisions. She was making the the business decisions, and that's not that's not who she was from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought in a CEO, and she became um, I don't remember the creative director. I don't know what her title was. Um, but it's like, it's, it's so easy to, to get away, um, from something when you're just chasing accolades and money. And I mean, obviously like she founded the company, so it was like a little bit different, but my point is, is that, you know, you get to the CEO office, you get to this place and you have no idea why you're there because what you actually loved doing was the work, Mm -hmm. not sitting in an office telling people what to do. So I think, um, you know, chasing more promotions and more money and more whatever isn't act, isn't necessarily the answer because sometimes what you actually love doing is is the work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. It's just something to think about, yeah. I guess. I feel like I've I feel like we've I've said everything. <laughs> you know, like I, I have like all these things, yeah. but like I feel like we've been talking, you know, for over an hour about it, but I also feel like there's so much more to be said about it. Well, because I think the tr- the, the thing is, is that it's such a heart issue mm-hmm. and America is so bad at this. Mm-hmm. And, um, we place emphasis and importance on the wrong things and too many people are 
um, ups, are, are lost in that. And it's, it's just, I, it's a really important conversation that, um, we just don't know how to have as, as Americans. Um, I think that's why, Mm -hmm. because it is so important to your overall health and happiness and America's not good at health and happiness. (laughs) Yeah. And balance. Yeah. I think that's, that's why, but I, like we've said, everything is so much more nuanced than what you can say in a podcast right? and what you can um, articulate and explain and yeah. kind of get out there. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think just just to kind of end it on the nuance yeah, is like with everything we've said, all of it is per person. Right. Everything is relative to who you are. I mean, I do believe that there is a universal truth that money cannot satisfy. Yeah. Because, and the reason I believe that is not because I've had all the money in the world and I can prove to you that it didn't make you happy, but I've heard and read from so many wise, rich people Mm -hmm. that are, you know, money is absolutely no object billionaires that have said that money does not and will not buy happiness. Right. Like it it doesn't actually matter. Right. And I know like basically you think like, well, it's easy to say for a rich guy, but it's like they were obviously chasing something. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they were like, this money brought me no more happiness than I did whenever I was making 30,000 a year and I had a beautiful family. It's like, that's the same thing that makes me happy then makes me happy now. Right. And then there are people who... I can't remember who, well, there was, to bring it to another podcast, there's a, the Freakonomics podcast just did a series with a bunch of CEOs Mm -hmm. and one of the CEOs, I cannot remember which one it was. Uh, I actually tweeted about it. So you probably look it up there, but I think it might've been Jack Welch that he was talking about the, some of his richest friends are the most unhappy people that he, that he knows. Yeah. I remember you telling me about this. And his, some of his poorest friends are the most happy Right. That he knows, and yes. he and in from his personal experience, like money hasn't brought him happiness. Anyways, getting off topic again because I, <laughs> I just like it's passionate heart, about it. Yes, yes, it's a heart issue. It's a perspective. Um, it's keeping again. It's keeping your why at the center of everything you do. If your yeah. why is family, you don't need to work all of these crazy hours and and become CEO of these companies and do all these things because your why has nothing to do with that. Right. Um, unless. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I just think self-awareness, self-discovery, defining your values, keeping your why at the center. We need to do a better job at, at that. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the conversation also goes into like caring what other people think about you and like all that, because that dictates like, if you're truly your happiness and your why comes from family then why are you continuing to chase after, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whenever you could easily continue, you know, find something that makes, you know, your hundred thousand dollars a year or whatever that you need to, to, you know, be secure and happy or, you know, to right. be secure and spend time with your family even more. And you can like do whatever. Why are you continuing to chase even more right. to fulfill things that only matter to other people and not yourself? Right. And I don't, 
that that obviously is a whole nother video, which I have made um, on uh, our channel. You can check that out. Um, it's a video entitled um, "Why Do We Care What People Think About Us?" Something like that. I don't um, care what you think. Anyway. Yeah, and there's the thumbnail says "I don't care" on it. I'll link it in the in the show notes, and I think continues this conversation a little bit more. Yeah. Of because the whole point of that too is centering yourself and figuring out what your why is. Because yeah. if you don't, then you're going to be looking to all these. You know, You're outside looking for validation things, right. elsewhere. Exactly. Um, as opposed to just getting validation from who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, or if if you're a faith person, getting validation and identity from Jesus or just from being centered on who you are is yeah. just it just makes everything different. Your entire perspective on life changes. And I think that's the most important thing to focus on. Yeah, and we can could continue talking about this forever because ultimately there is no resolution. There's or no answer answers. There's because, no answer for it because the answer is different for everybody. Yes, it's like, it's very personal. And like we were saying, like you have to start with why. Well, you know, Sarah's why is different than my. Like we have a general like consensus right. why for us, but even at the end of the day, right? Sarah's why is a little bit different than what mine is. And, you know, Joe, who's listening to this, why is completely different mm-hmm. than Ryan's who is listening to this, but none of those whys are any worse or any better. It's right. just figuring out what your why is right. and pursuing that. Right. And, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. And there's way, there's so much nuance involved that we can't, talk on this side of the the microphone without hearing perspective from everybody else to ever come to a conclusion like I think uh, even hearing other perspectives there's no conclusion right there there just really isn't it's it's so much life is so um (laughs) nuanced and so messy and so particular to each individual's path yeah that um it's it's impossible to define so at the end of the day at the end of this podcast, <laughs> what my goal would be is that you just hopefully got something out of this and recognize that um, even if you are pursuing the right why, that you just know what it is now yeah. and you're able to articulate it or maybe that you can think about it and pursue that. And, you know, just I think I, ju- it's just important to ask yourself these questions right. on a very regular basis. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at, is that my goal at the end of this isn't to provide you with some sort of answer. Mm-hmm. It's more so I'm leaving you with all of these questions so that we can all figure out what the best version of ourselves is and find who we are at the core. Yeah. And, and, pursue we, be, and pursue self-awareness because that is ultimately what leads to a better life and a a fulfilled life is knowing, you know, who we are. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. I have a hard time just like saying that's the end because there's like so much more that like, I don't cause I love the questions. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'm fine with leaving it at, you know, at the question, but it's like, man, there's just like, this could go into so many like things Mm -hmm. that, you know, we'll save it for another podcast. So that is going to be <laughs> the end of, of this episode. Um, I have, I feel like there's, I, I, again, I'm, I'm like ending it, but I like, <laughs> I still have a hard time ending it. So I'm just going to end it. This is the end of the podcast. And, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, we're enjoying making these. Hopefully, uh, you also enjoy listening to them and, as a reminder, the things that we love this week are 
audible.com which you can sign up for a free trial and i would highly recommend getting the free trial and test trying out the book um the the power of habit um which again goes along with self-awareness um and Mm -hmm. figuring out what your habits are and changing them and you can get that um free trial at audible.codyjensen.com and you can if you sign up for the trial and even cancel it that still gets you a free book and it still helps us out. Um, but if you keep it, it helps us out even more. Um, but I want you to enjoy it. So there's that. That's just a way you can support the show. Another person that does support the show is hint water. Um, they are awesome and there's awesome people. They're great people. If you want, if you want a company who knows what they're doing and knows their why hint is the, and their why is to create a, beverage Mm -hmm. that is just as good without the sugar and they've done it and also um female ceo so yeah all right uh drink hint not sugar and that's gonna be (laughs) the end of this episode of deeply curious thank you guys for listening we'll see you in the next one hope you learned something all right Bye. bye